Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! And so is football season. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. How's it going, my friends? It's a Thursday. We're talking sports on the radio with you, and there's nowhere else I'd rather be than right here in the heart of Razorback country coming at you from the Team B Media Bunker studio. It's a couple miles away from campus. This is your go-to morning show. Get your fix on the Arkansas Razorbacks and the SEC, the wide world of sports beyond, and you got the scoop on the day's sporting events. You get to walk into conversations just a little bit more sure yourself as far as where things are at and how they went down. Uh, we got a lot of ways to interact with the show. The call-in option is there for you through Podbean Live. You just tap on a call request, find a window. 20 past the hour is usually pretty all right. When we come back from break, we get calls in there sometimes. I'm thinking later in the hour, 7.50, 7.55. And we usually try to get you up as close to 8.30 as we can. I know some of y'all keeping score at home. You know, this is this 86 minutes. You did an hour today. You did two hours tomorrow. What do you? This is the nature of the world we live in. And when you're the boss and you get to decide how it works, which I fortunately do now, you're just going to do what you got to do. And you get those bills paid and the show's going to roll until it's over. And when it's over, it's over. So move on to the next thing. Time shiftable. Apple, Spotify, and more across the podcast spaces. This is not just a live radio show. This is also podcast action, hot and heavy, across the digital universe that we live in. And we got the TV content for you, too. YouTube channel is up and going. We have been dropping some videos and doing the post-game work, the people's post-game shows, all archived after airing right there on our YouTube channel. So what does it all mean? I think it means we're living in the future. I know I've been saying that on the radio with you fine folks for the better part of 17 years here in the state of Arkansas. Man, two decades later, I think we're into the future now. It sure feels like it, you know? Man, oh man, oh man. Headed for a high in the 70s today. Let's have some nice... Fall weather, shall we? We are down to the final five days of October, which is incredible. And um, looks like we're going to get some rain today, tomorrow. I I don't believe it started yet. When I let old loose goose out in the backyard an hour ago or so, it was dry. Still was dry. But looking at the radar here, got a lot of green stuff coming our way. Green on the radar. 
means what? The uh, the rain. It is approaching. Coming our way probably 8, 9, 10 o'clock this morning. Chance to showers off on throughout the day. I think we're going to get a little clearing work here on this Thursday in the middle of the afternoon and then maybe some more um, rain on the evening commute. Tomorrow, thunderstorms expected Saturday and Sunday. Folks, this is the changing of the guard. This is the seasonal baton handoff. We were perhaps a bit too premature on that thought process a couple of weeks ago, but it's happening now. And by uh, Sunday and Monday, temps are in the 30s and 40s. So, yeah, get ready. Halloween evening, I'm thinking 45 degrees if we're lucky. That is next Tuesday. I'm sure your kiddos are all fired up if they are of age like mine are. Let's get back to the sports side of it. Football is on ice this week. Thank goodness. Chance to take a deep breath and collect ourselves. Think about, you know, um, the different items of our conversations here. And I think one of the biggest things that we've done is try to ascertain what's real, what's actual, and what's propaganda, what's BS. And so I think today you have a pretty phenomenal conversation, don't you? Today you have the ability to talk real or fake about this basketball game on Saturday. We can move beyond Arkansas Razorback football, at least for the week. We know the offensive coordinator has been changed. We know the Hogs are in desperation mode, trying to find their way the rest of the way. You wonder whether it's even doable at this point in time. Can they get a couple more wins? But I'm not going to fixate on that stuff when we've got the kind of basketball game that we have coming up in two days. And I know it's not in season. And I fully recognize that I am Mr. Anti-Exhibition. Long time with that stance on you. I recognize that. But I think the fact of the matter is, given where the sports scene is at this moment in time, on October 26, 2023, given the way football has disintegrated right in front of our eyes, knowing how well Eric Musselman has coached this thing up, and my goodness now, this is his fifth year as the head coach of the Arkansas Razorback basketball team. And I just, I think the expectations are that he contends every year. He has not broken through to a Final Four yet. I feel like that's kind of like the final frontier for him. And made it to a Final Four, had won a national championship. So you're, you're knocking on the door of national relevance, even more so than just regional and local relevance. And I think it's exciting. It's great to watch basketball back. You know, I'm a, a hoops guy. If I had to pick the primo numero uno, it would be basketball at number one, baseball at two, and then football at three. That, that's just how my top three would go there. Probably have tennis at four, soccer at five. I mean, I love hockey, but I just don't play hockey. Anyway, that's not the point here. Point of the conversation is basketball has become a feel-good sport for Razorback fans, and thank goodness it has because for a long time there, you know, 20 years of revolving doors of head coaches, it felt like you were going to be stuck in basketball purgatory forever. Eric Musselman has rescued from you from that. He has embraced the NIL age. This team feels like it is very modern 
in its approach. It's a hustle squad. They get after it on the regular with the media and the PR and the, you know, the, the messaging. It's kind of amazing to watch them put in all the work that they put in. And if they get a chance to take a swing at another good program, they're going to play that basketball game. Last year was Texas in Austin for an exhibition game that was not televised. Hogs lost by like 40. Of course, that was just weeks before Chris Beard allegedly tried to strangle his uh, his spouse uh, and then lost his job. But he's at Ole Miss now, so I guess, you know, at least it worked out one way or another. Heck of a coach. Just a terrible story that was. Back to this. You get to host an exhibition game this year, and it comes one week before the start of the real season. Now, I don't get why they can't count these games in the one-loss columns. I think you should. It makes more sense to me. But now, because the calendar is not flipped to November yet, and because the program scheduled it willy-nilly on their own accord, without going through the usual NCAA rigmarole, and who wants to do any of that anymore, of scheduling in advance, it's an exhibition game. Well, at least they get to play it. A charity exhibition game, two days away, 3 o'clock, on a football bye week Saturday, so you don't have that conflict. I'm hearing it's you know going to be a sellout. It's close to a sellout. I think people are a little bit confused about whether or not it's a real game. I will admit, I'm kind of confused myself. And I think it's one of those beauty is in the eye of the beholder moments. But right now, I think we're all running for some beauty wherever we can find it. Let me ask you the question of the day here. Just 10 minutes into the show. Um, this is exactly what we're talking about this morning. Is this a real game for Razorback basketball on Saturday? Is it a real game? As you listen to your favorite morning show, the real NWAJB, is this a real game for Hog Hoops on Saturday? And you know we'll give you some get-out-of-jail-free options. You got to give people outs. I want to back them into a corner. First option has to be yes or absolutely, right? Absolutely, it's a real game. You go after it like any other game. This would be a massive victory for your team. Second option. Only if we win. I think that option is correct as well. Only if we win. If Arkansas wins this basketball game, they're going to talk about it all year. You will have that officially and unofficially factoring in to end of your seating. And if you lose the game, you know what you're going to get? Oh, who cares? It was just an exhibition. Let's make that option three. Nah, it's an exhibition with the air quotes. Nah, it's an exhibition. But if you vote for that now up front, at least I can take your answer seriously. There's credibility in it. You vote for it afterwards. You sound like a whiner, like a complainer. Fourth option for you. Is this a real game for Arkansas Razorback basketball on Saturday in an exhibition against Purdue? Fourth option. I'm so confused. I mean, that's right as well. I think all four options are correct. I think the folks at Team B Media did pretty good today. All four options look correct to me. But which one is most correct to you? What's your mindset here 48 hours in front of this game? Be nice to get into Bud Walton Arena. Going to be a packed house. Like we treat it like it's a real game. Doesn't mean it necessarily is. Question of the day. 
Is it a real game? A lot of options up for you on the Twitter and the Facebook. Of course, you can hop in the chat room, as so many of y'all are doing. And way to go. You have found the show live. Podbean Live streaming it. Growing, what, a couple hours at you every day of live and podcast. And I know some of you are keeping score at home. Remember to add the podcast content in there because there's always a little fresh podcast material too. So there's a lot of stuff coming from us. Six days a week. Trying not to work all seven because, you know, even big man upstairs rested on day number seven. So, I mean, it's okay to spend a little time with your family once in a while. I got kids and stuff. That was the big idea behind this project in the first place. I think sometimes the returns, the early returns go so well. People are like, do this, do this, do this. It's like, folks, we've been doing this for not even two and a half months yet. Take a deep breath. We got a long way to go. We're going to get there together. And that's part of the fun. Coming up on 20 past the hour in beautiful Northwest Arkansas. If you're listening in from a location elsewhere, I hope it's nice where you are too and that you have yourself a fantastic Thursday. Loaded on the guest front this morning, Connor O'Gara from Saturday Down South will join us. Tremendous SEC beat writer. Get a little scoop on him uh, and his coverage of the SEC this week. Nice column a couple of days ago about kind of the power structure of the league right now. But we'll talk some SEC with Connor here in 20. And then the MOD, the man who doesn't need much of an introduction, but we'll give him one anyway, Mr. 150 Tackles himself, former Razorback All-American, Jermaine Petty, our hog football analyst every year for the last, whatever, dozen years and counting here on the uh, the morning show. And we'll have JP in the mix at 8 o'clock today, talk a little bit about the state of affairs for the football team. So we're not done with the football talk yet. We just want to take a little bit of a bi-week breather here, which is why this basketball game is perfect local sports talk material for us here on a Thursday and Friday headed into the weekend. All right, um, somewhere in the 70s, rain coming, not here yet, but the the wind is blowing it around outside, and uh, the first drops look like they're starting to come down. So going to be a rainy stretch here, three, four days of rain in a row. Be smart when you're out and about. Drive slow. Make good decisions. Uh, that's the right way to do it for you and your family and for all of us. Okay? Be safe out there. Josh Bertaccini with you. Good to have you on board. We'll take a quick time out. Headlines of the day coming up next. Stay tight. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave, proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844.
When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. Been a good morning. Rain is coming through northwest Arkansas, and the wind is strong. It's blowing strong, my friend. As we head for a high in the low 70s today, rain expected the next few days here, and it is it's getting to that time of year, right? We are into the fall weather gets colder football starts to give way to basketball and that's where we're at right now and we're yet with basketball nba coming back last night i watched like none of that another knicks loss to the celtics but i really can't do regular season basketball right now i will do the world series as we get into some headlines there you got texas and arizona getting together in the World Series this year, Texas a slight favorite. I think I'm going with the Diamondbacks. They've just got a special mojo right now. Really coming out of nowhere. Both of these teams just found it. Kind of awesome to see. World Series starts tomorrow night. Best of seven for the crown. Arlington ticket prices are insane right now. So if you're a Texas Rangers fan, you got to know somebody to make a move and get into one of these games. I don't think you want to spend two grand on a ticket to the World Series. I just don't. Um, but maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you, uh, you know, make money. It's grown on trees in your backyard. That'd be pretty cool. What else? Headlines as we make our way through the sports morning. Our question of the day is up. We're talking basketball out the gates today. What are you thinking? Is this a real game for Arkansas Razorback basketball on Saturday. I mean, you're playing Purdue. It's a top 10 matchup. I'm going. Don't think I'm not. It's not like I'm being a straight hater here. And Oh, this is dumb. This is that. No, I'm asking a real philosophical sports question. Like, it's an exhibition game. You know where I stand in exhibition games. I've been anti-exhibition games for a really long time. I don't care what sport it is. Basketball especially, really. Like, let's play for something. I don't care if it's pickup. 
Winner stay on? Good. We're playing for something. I'm in. Let's not do this. Yeah, we'll play a game and then we'll see what happens. I don't like that. Not even in pickup. Not that I play that much anymore, but still sometimes. It'd be a good day for that, speaking of pickup. Um, indoors, of course, as we make it through a rainy weekend. It's a good question, though. Like, how much does this game matter? If Arkansas wins, I think it matters a lot. And if they lose, I think you minimize how much it matters. But at least you're going up against a preseason top 10 team, somebody who's picked to potentially win their conference in the Big Ten. Purdue has been an elite program here the last five, six years. Historically, a good basketball school, if not a great one, under Gene Cady for like 30 years. Um, but no national championship, right? Haven't made it to that level, that height. But knocking on the door, kind of like Arkansas, who has become as successful a postseason program in college basketball in the SEC as any other school out there. And Eric Musselman has has fixed that situation. Instead of going, you know, year after year with no postseason appearances or progress or wins, now you're making it a regular thing. Arkansas Razorback basketball expects to be playing on the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. The bar has been raised for a long time there. It was, can you even make the dance anymore? And now it's like, of course you can make the dance. Can you make a run in the dance? And so Arkansas has played in the second weekend of the tournament. Now three consecutive seasons. That's pretty awesome. Can you do it again this year? I think you absolutely can. Will you be able to find the chemistry that was lacking last year for most of the year until the very end to be able to push yourself across the finish line? Good questions to ask. And that's why you play the games. So Purdue, our first litmus test, and it's coming up around the corner on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Hogs won't play again until Alcorn State following Friday, and then you're into that, and Gardner-Webb a week later, and man, those November games are brutal on you. One a week there as you get to the end of the month. But then you have Bahamas on the road, and then at the very end of November, it's Arkansas and Duke, and man, what a night that's going to be coming up here in what, a month? A month and two days? Oh, almost getting goosebumps thinking about that night right now. But we're putting the cart ahead of the horse. So Saturday basketball, Coming up next for Arkansas and Purdue. I believe there's still some tickets left. I think they're going for like 18 bucks, 18 bucks a ticket. And uh, if you got some time on Saturday, I think it'd be fun. Go watch this one. Get out there. Go with a friend. Do something. Take your kid. Do something. Uh, NBA is back. I can't do it yet. I said that already. Uh, Knicks lose to the Celtics. I'm, I'm not doing early season NBA. Not on a deep level. Oklahoma City wins. Beats the Bulls by 20. They've kind of become my de facto second favorite team. Shea Gilgis Alexander, 31 and 10. He is so fun. How about our boys on the uh on the Thunder? Jalen Williams not on the opening night roster. Hmm. That's weird. Must be dinged up or something. Isaiah Joe played 22 minutes, 14 points, five boards. He had three threes. Joe's ready to blow up for them this year. But that's enough of the basketball for now. How about Football, college football, getting ready for a weekend without Arkansas playing. Connor O'Gara 
will preview Georgia-Florida, amongst other games for us, when he joins us in 10 minutes from Saturday down south. Cocktail party, one of the more intriguing matchups this weekend. Oregon at Utah, number eight versus number 13. That's a good one. Winner of that one will still be in the playoff race. Duke and Louisville, not terrible. Tennessee-Kentucky is an interesting game. In Lexington, Colorado at UCLA. Deion's team is come crashing back down to earth here of late, have they not? And I think I'm missing one other good one here, am I? Oklahoma at Texas is at, or at Kansas rather is actually not that bad. Kansas five and two. Oklahoma seven and zero, and ranked sixth in the country. Brent Venables making moves, y'all making moves tonight. The Q's is in the house in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech. Syracuse not very good at four and three. Virginia Tech's not good either at three and four. ESPN six thirty. Vod Tech a three point favorite. In that football game tonight. I'll probably watch a little bit of that game tonight. Also, Georgia State at Georgia Southern on ESPN, too. I think I will not watch that game. NFL, let's go Amazon Prime. Prime Video. Everybody's streaming it on a platform. We're doing something with it these days. But Amazon Prime only tonight. Tampa at Buffalo. Bucks 3-3. Three and three. The Baker Mayfield era. Eh, kind of flatlining. Bills. What's going on there? Four and three, that was a perplexing loss at the end of the game to the Patriots. Their defense has some significant injuries. Bills are springing leaks here. Favored by nine and a half points. Josh Allen, the Bills tonight, favored by nine and a half, 715 over the Bucks in upstate New York and Buffalo on Amazon Prime. Ahead to the weekend, the NFL, Rams at the Cowboys. Dallas back after a bye week, four and two. Cowboys six-point favorite on Fox in that game. Other games to note, Jags at Steelers. Hey, five and two for Jacksonville, four and two for Pittsburgh. Panthers, the only team that hasn't won. They're home for the Texans, who are three and three. My goodness. CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young is pretty cool. Browns at Seahawks, they're both four and two. Chiefs are at the Broncos this week. KC going for the quick season sweep at Denver. What they beat in Denver like 16, 17 straight times. Unbelievable. Chiefs six and one. Broncos two and five after that win against the Packers. So uh man, maybe Denver shows up this week. I don't know. CBS 330 this weekend for that. All the Travis Kelsey commercials you can handle in tow as well. And what Sunday night bears at Chargers gross. Monday night Raiders at Lions. Detroit five and two. That game's on ABC. It's kind of a gross matchup in its own right. Baseball, we mentioned already the World Series. Game one tomorrow as we get it ready to go. We found out yesterday Dusty Baker is calling it a career. So Dusty Baker, who finally got that World Series ring last year, that elusive World Series ring he had chased, one of the winningest managers in baseball history, history regular season and postseason, though 0-4 in game sevens in his career. And I think that Giants-Angels game seven from 2002 probably haunts his dreams. But Dusty Baker, great skipper, Hall of Famer for sure as a manager, not as a player where he had a decent career, but as a manager for sure. And he says he's calling it quits. So that's a big change in Houston after 26 years. And he's 74 years of age and good for him. Getting that while you still feel pretty good and have some time to do some other stuff out there. Sounds like the Mets are going to hire Craig Council. The Brewers skipper 
to be their next manager. I like that move if they're able to pull that off. Max Scherzer says his thumb feels okay. He expects expects to uh, pitch in the World Series and be good to go. And game one tomorrow night, Zach Gallen for Arizona, who's really good, young buck, against Nathan Eovaldi, who's been outstanding for Texas so far in the World Series. Rangers, a slight favorite. And I got to pick Arizona to win this thing. We'll go Arizona in a thriller in seven games. I mean, it might as well go seven. So we'll see what happens. But game one tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on Fox. you get game two on Saturday night on Fox as well. And then um, and then an off day on Sunday. That's the seven to take all the bacon, baby, here in October. It's the real NWAJB. We're doing it. We'll do it live. Coming at you each and every morning, 7 o'clock, bright and early Central Time. Find us on the Podbean Live app. You can stream the show, therealnwajb.com, YouTube Live on the video side of it for the post games, and of course in the podcast universe, Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. The rain soon comes wherever you are. It's coming here in the uh, central part of the country, especially in the Ozarks here the next couple of days. Fall is here, and so is Connor O'Gara, who will join us from Saturday down south. We'll talk some college football, get some thoughts out of him on the crisis right now that has ensued in Arkansas Razorback land. Quick break. We're back in three. Thank you so much for putting us on. Coming right back. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWAJB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWAJB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. 
intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out, intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Pig Suey! Your boy is back, and so is football season. Rain moving through NWA today, and it looks like it's here to stay, baby. At least through the weekend. Ball in full effect. Razorbacks with an off weekend, a bye weekend, a desperately needed bye weekend for this Arkansas Razorback football team. Connor O'Gara, tremendous SEC writer for a long time. Saturday down south, friend of the show on the tweets at CJ O'Gara. Good chat with him for a few minutes this morning. What's up, Connor? How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I think probably doing just a, a little bit better than people in the markets. I would agree. I would agree. And it's one of the reasons why we've spent so much time today talking about an exhibition basketball game Arkansas is going to play on Saturday because you just can't belabor it over and over again or people get sick to their stomachs and change the station, you know? So, yeah, it's kind of, you know what? It, it's, uh, look, I, I hate to say this because I think Arkansas is one of the few places in, in the country that prides itself and being in everything school. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. there, there is so much, there is truly so much pride in that. And I think that that is something great. It's something rare. And I, I, I do find myself wondering though, with the way that this season is played out, it's kind of shades of like free Mark Stoops, Kentucky with the transition that, that fans will have watching football to all of a sudden be like, you know what? Nope. I'm moving on to basketball. <laughs> like it, it is. And, and I say that as an Indiana grad who experienced this year after year and understanding how difficult that is and how bad the optics can very quickly become. Mm-hmm. when that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I think your Mark Stoops comparison is fascinating because I've thought about that a little bit myself, Connor, he got a lot of time, what, six, seven years there to turn it around, to finally get to winning. And now, I don't know if it's been a decade or what, but Mark Stoops is clearly one of the better coaches in the league. I know you're drawing a parallel there for Sam Pittman. That's a, maybe a best-case scenario. Do you think that's still possible, where this is just a, a year or two of, of he's trying to find his way and maybe he is still the guy, or is it a lot more urgent with a head hog than that right now? I think it's more urgent. I think optics play such a big part in this. And when you see how bad those optics were on Saturday, there was no way that Sam Pittman is going to be able to get to the podium and say, we believe in Danny Nose no. and the offense that he's running. No. There, there are just certain things that as an athletic director and what Hanna Yurichek is going to have to be able to evaluate is how bad is this? Is this totally lost? are these people that are in my ear talking about his contract, important people at Arkansas, do they feel like they want to continue to support this? And that's the biggest thing that this comes down to. As much as I think we can all agree, Sam Pittman, in my opinion, there is not a more likable coach in all of college football, but this is still a results-based business. He understands that. And so obviously 
there are some very telling times that are going to await this team in a month that is very favorable on the schedule. I mean, these games are winnable, but when you've seen the way that things have played out and when you lose a game like that, the way that you did to miss state, it puts everything into question. Yeah, it does. To play that poorly, Connor O'Gara bringing it, bringing the truth here on the Razorback coaching situation at CJ O'Gara on the Twitter machine, Saturday down south, guys. A tremendous college football writer, and good to talk with him today and appreciate him finding some time for us. Just a couple more, Connor. They make the move from Enos to Guyton. They say he'll be on the sideline, which Enos was not. He was almost invisible. Arkansas just has not been able to run the ball. I mean, their identity for years, you know that, when they struggled a running football program, they have done nothing on the ground this year. They've got nothing out of Rocket Sanders, their superstar tailback who's been hurt. I mean, if you can't run the ball at all, what kind of chance do you have in these last four games? You really don't have much, but no. you know they're they're still scheming with the ground game, like that can be done. Yeah. It's it's kind of an underrated thing. It's not so much, hey, do we feel like we have this position figured out or this position figured out? It's like, all right, well, yeah, you might not feel good about this tackle spot, but that doesn't mean that you should just stop running the football. And there is a certain reliance on it that we need to see from Arkansas that just has not been there, mm-hmm. and it's like. Hey, they get they get a couple of these plays where they can't get any push early on, and then all of a sudden, okay, it turns into pass only, and we're not going to roll KJ out of the pocket, and he's, he's a sitting duck there. And so I'll be interested to see kind of if that can finally change because that's been so well documented the inability to keep KJ in out of harm's way, and like what does this game plan look like? Can't get much worse than what we saw and with the, the questions that we had on the outside of the offensive line from the nature of this season, it just didn't feel like they truly listened to that. No. And that's, I think, what's most frustrating about this lost offensive season. So does Sam Pittman deserve another year or two or three, or do you have to do you have to fix this quicker than that? What do you think? I know I know I'm putting you in a tough spot and this stuff gets quoted all over the internet, but I mean what do you what do you, what do you think uh, you know, objectively the odds are he comes back, Connor. I'll put it like that. 50-50 at best. Okay. And okay. I think it is truly 50-50. I don't know if Hunter Yerotech has made a decision. I don't know. Probably not. I think he, Probably not. Yeah. And it sounds silly to say that, oh, like his his job is going to come down to, to four months and you're going to address the next five to six years of this program as it enters the new era of the SEC based on November. months. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. In, a, in a season that starts off two and six how much does it really matter? But I think you still have to look at it from that standpoint and say, well, there is still some salvaging that can be done. And if this is as simple as, okay, well, maybe he just needs to be able to hire the right coordinator after clearly eight games of Danny Nose was not the answer post-coming trials. Like there is still that possibility that exists because the Eurocheck the, the loyalty that's shown to Sam Pittman, like you'll need to remember this is his guy. This was his diamond in the rough hire. Yeah. This is the guy that he was going to go to bat for. And so, yes, well, I do think that, that obviously that has changed and the results have, have, have kind of bared that out. I, I do think that it could come down to this last month. This is where the same place now. I think you're on point about that one too, brother. All right, one or two more quick. Who is the best team in the SEC right now, do you think? I think it's still Georgia until proven otherwise. They haven't lost a regular season game in three years. Like, what's the oh, yeah, I know. That is crazy. And, yeah. you know, they, they're still going to have to to dig deep without Brock Bowers now. And this stretch that's coming up, this next four week stretch is really tough. I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about the stretch that Arkansas endured, a brutal, brutal stretch. 
Georgia's might be the second toughest in terms of four game stretches that I've seen in college football. And, and I think that, you know, there are a lot of questions about them moving forward. But it's still a team that has just been so rock solid. And their upside to me is still at a na- national championship type level. So I'd give the nod to them because Alabama and LSU, even though those teams look like two and three right now, I think they still have their sh- their fair share of flaws and they can still be a bit inconsistent LSU on the defensive side. Alabama's just been more quarter and quarter mm-hmm. than half than we're used to seeing. So mm-hmm. I'd still give Georgia the nod there. Let's close it out. Best team in the country, not from the SEC. Who do you go with? I don't want to say Michigan. It has nothing to do, you know, man, like it has nothing to do with this entire Connor Stallions thing. It really doesn't. Like, don't be Michigan against somebody that isn't from the big time. Mm-hmm. Any. Mm-hmm. Until, until I see that, I'm not willing to give them that that sort of love. Like, I, I would be tempted to say that a team, team like even Florida State could be considered the best. And, and I know that sounds crazy because they don't come from the best conference. But, man, like, in terms of resume, I, I would have I would have much more confidence giving that to them or Ohio State because of what we've seen from them against quality opponents. Whereas Georgia hasn't had those quality opponents yet. If Georgia gets through this this next four-game stretch unscathed without Brock Bowers, to me, that would show that they're the best team in the country. But, yeah, I can't give it to Michigan when the best team that they've played is, like, like get out of here right tremendous spot we come to expect them from him he makes it look easy it ain't easy y'all sec writer pundit talker rock star take your pick Connor o'gara at cj o'gara on the tweets from saturday down south hey when we talk again here when we holler you here in a, in a month or so there might be major changes afoot so um stay stay tuned we'll talk to you soon buddy have a great weekend okay Sounds good. Appreciate it, man. You too. All right. He, he is awesome. We'll get him on the podcast later today. Let him get out of here. And I'll tell you what, it is, um, it's interesting to listen to him. A guy like that who covers the league as a whole, you know, makes sense of the entire deal. And right now, when you look at this big picture for Arkansas and where it sits this last month, this season, I don't think Connor's wrong at all. This last month, this season in a tough year where you're two and six, and a lot of things have not gone right for you. This last month, this season is going to be very telltale about the future of the program and who's calling the shots and who's got the reins and all that. I also think Connor made a a, a strong point about Hunter Juracek, which is this was Hunter's guy. Sam Pittman was his diamond in the rough hire. It's his guy. And when you have your guy and you think you do and you give him a big bonus and you know, you, you, an extension, you make it look like you plan on him being here for the long haul to suddenly go in the opposite direction is a troubling look. That is a troubling look. So I think Hunter Yurchek trying to be careful right now to protect himself as much as he can from the struggles of Sam Pittman and the football program, even though obviously Hunter Yurchek hired Sam Pittman, right? It's, it's politics, man. I'll tell you, they are a heck of a thing. Uh, SEC report, Arkansas and Purdue. Game is just two days away. Three o'clock, Bud Walton Arena. You're going to have yourself a packed house. We're going to treat it like it's a real game, aren't we? Question of the day. Is this a real game on Saturday at three o'clock? Some different options up for you on the board. Absolutely. Only if we win. No, it's an exhibition or I'm so confused. There's reasons to be confused. I'm going to the game. I know it's very anti 
my usual platform, maybe a little hypocritical, to suddenly now be all in on an exhibition game after you know decades of railing against them. I'm desperate for something good to happen here in Razorback Sportsland, my friends, because it has not happened with a football program here of late. Um, SEC report for the weekend. What do you got? South Carolina said Texas A&M, 11 a.m. ESPN. Aggies favored by 14 and a half. States at Auburn, 230 SEC Network. Auburn favored by six and a half. This is a weak slate this weekend. Vandy at Ole Miss, 630 SEC Network. Rebels favored by 24 and a half as the nightcap. And then the two best games of the day, Tennessee and Kentucky, will kick off at six o'clock on ESPN. They're both five and two. Tennessee, what, ranked 21st? 21st in the country. There we go. And the cocktail party. Georgia and Florida, baby. Cross that Florida-Georgia line. But don't call them country. Don't call them country. You know they show up on the country charts. What? It's like Taylor Swift on the country charts. Like, huh? 230 CBS, Florida and Georgia. Georgia is favored by 14 and a half on the road. Man, I'm thinking Florida and, and then the points for that one. I think Georgia wins. But give me 14 and a half points and we'll see what happens. That's what we're working with. That's what we got going on. Great to have you on board. Wrap a fun first hour. We'll take a top of the hour break. When we come back, Jermaine Petty, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Get some conversation in with him about the upcoming Arkansas Razorback football finish. Four games left to go. How bleak is it, JP, to help us paint the picture? Follow, listen, watch, subscribe at The Real NWAJB. Josh Bertichini with you from the Bunker Studio. We're coming right back.